This episode is brought to you by Shopify. Whether you're selling a little or a lot, Shopify helps you do your thing, however you cha-ching. From the launch your online shop stage, all the way to the we just hit a million orders stage. No matter what stage you're in, Shopify's there to help you grow. Sign up for a $1 per month trial period at shopify.com slash special offer, all lowercase. That's shopify.com slash special offer. And it is Friday here on WABC Talk Radio 77. It is a Friday that is marked with examples of heroism and courage that the world rarely sees. And that, of course, is happening in the Ukraine, a country that is threatened with being smashed by an overwhelming power, that of Russia. If you'd like to be part of today's program, 800-848-WABC, 800-848-9222. Of course, Friday means Princess Di will join us, and we will get a chance to talk with about other things other than Ukraine, although, Princess Di, I'm going to ask you your thoughts on Ukraine as well. The Ukrainian president who is a marked target. The Russians want him dead. Is not leaving the country. He says he will die fighting. I will stay. My family is not traitors. His family are not traitors. We have seen amazing displays of courage. Many of you, I'm sure, have seen the footage of the 13 Ukrainian soldiers on Snake Island, as it's called, when threatened by a Russian warship. The 13 told the Russians, go F yourself. And the warship, of course, opened fire and obliterated the 13 brave Ukrainian soldiers. There was a Ukrainian Marine trying to slow down the Russian approach into the city of Kiev. There was a bridge in the Kherson region near Crimea. He held and slowed down Russian troops by detonating a bridge. He didn't have time to get off himself. The only way to stop the Russians was to blow up the bridge This Ukrainian Marine just told his comrades he was going to detonate the bridge. Second later, they heard an explosion. He died, of course, blew up the bridge and slowed down the advance of the Russians. And there are many stories today about how the Russians are behind schedule, that they're going slower than expected. 
they had already expected to just do sort of a blitzkrieg maneuver and take Kiev, the capital of Ukraine. And by the way, I hear so many pronunciations of Kiev. I, if there is an American, a Ukrainian-American in the audience, would you please call in and, and just tell me what the correct pronunciation, how do they pronounce Kiev in the Ukraine? The Europeans are not showing any courage whatsoever as opposed to what we're seeing come out of the Ukraine. In fact, there's a story in the Daily Mail that the Italian prime minister is demanding that luxury goods are exempt from any sanctions. They want to be able to continue to sell luxury goods to the Russians. The story in the Daily Mail says apparently selling Gucci loafers to oligarchs is more of a priority than hitting back at Putin. Fury, as Italian PM demands luxury goods are exempt from Russia sanctions as the EU nations. The EU nations, all of them, are accused of disgracing themselves over economic reprisals. They are not, not, not going to put the full measure of sanctions on Russia, at least so far, that they could. Now, in our country, a woman that should have given up hopes of public office but still turns up like a bad penny is back. That would be former Secretary of State Hillary Rodham Clinton, She suggested today that former President Donald Trump and members of the Republican Party are responsible, get the word responsible, for enabling Russian President Vladimir Putin in his aggression toward Ukraine. She was on Morning Joe. The the Morning Joe, of course, hates Donald Trump. She accused Donald Trump of giving aid and comfort to Putin amid the ongoing invasion of Ukraine. Mrs. Clinton, you're beyond ridiculous. You're beyond absurd. What gave President, what gave Vladimir Putin more, more comfort, more aid, was when you were in Russia with your stupid reset button that didn't even work. Your handling of Russia during the administration of Obama was pathetic. You are pathetic as a leader, Mrs. Clinton. Here you are running your mouth again. You're a perpetual loser. No one wants you to be president except a few women that line up every time you run for something and think you're the answer. You're the one. But most Americans, every chance they get to have you in a national office, you you won an election for Senate in New York. That's all you are capable of winning. You will never be the president of the United States. Mrs. Clinton, most of America doesn't like you and will never like you. You are not likable enough to become president. And your track record isn't good enough. For you to become president, even if you were liked. 
the Republicans are giving aid and comfort to Russia. What gave aid and comfort to Russia was your spy. You're hiring the British spy to lie on Donald Trump with his fake dossier that your campaign paid for. You're the one that colluded with the Russians to try to frame Donald Trump. This didn't happen under the Trump administration. No matter how you want to try to pin it on Donald Trump, Mrs. Clinton, we saw the Obama administration humiliated time and time again by Russia. Putin disregarded Obama as a leader, and he made it plain that he didn't take Obama seriously, and he didn't take you seriously, because you weren't anybody to take seriously. That stupid reset button. All photo op, no substance. That was your tenure as Secretary of State. Name one thing you did, Mrs. Clinton, as Secretary of State, aside from getting American troops and an ambassador killed over in Benghazi. What did you do? What did you accomplish as Secretary of State? How did you advance the cause of the United States of America, Mrs. Clinton? You didn't. So why don't you take a back seat now, walk on the beach in, in Westchester or whatever you do, and just be quiet. All this criticism of Donald Trump. And then she went on to suggest that Vladimir Putin and he needs to be called out by Republicans. She claimed that some in the GOP are sympathetic to Putin because of his anti-gay, anti-democracy stance. So, so here she is again with the stupid identity politics that defines the Democrat Party. Oh, Republicans like Putin because he's anti-gay. Mrs. Clinton, that's one of the dumbest remarks you ever made, and that's saying something because you have a history of making remarks that are just totally off-the-wall dumb. But this one ranks right up there. Why don't you attach names to this? Name the Republicans who like Vladimir Putin because he's anti-gay. Put names to it instead of these smearing of a party. We can put exactly what you did and call you out by name for what you've done. We can call you out by what you've done on Benghazi. We can call you out by what you did during the Clinton scandal years, everything from Whitewater to your crooked days over at the Rose Law Firm. We can call you out on everything that you didn't do as Secretary of State. We can put your name to it. Why don't you put names to these Republicans that you say are in love with Putin because he's anti-gay? How dare you? Enough with the smears, Mrs. Clinton. Back it up with some facts. But you can't because all you have are these kind of bloodthirsty attacks that you've been leveling for years. It's either you call somebody a racist, you call somebody a bigot, you say they're anti-gay, or you say they're anti-woman. They're always anti-something. But you can't put their names to it. Put their names to it or be quiet. And no one is going to ever elect you president, Mrs. Clinton. You are not going to be elected. I don't care.
happens. I don't care how awful Joe Biden is, and he's plenty awful. That doesn't mean the nation's going to turn its hungry eyes to you. You're not Joe DiMaggio. You're not America's hero. You never were, and you're not what America wants as a leader. They see how cheap and sleazy you can be with the kind of smears like this. You will never unify this country. You don't even have a vision for where our military power should be spent. The only thing you know how to do is enable the Democrat Party to become more crooked in your likeness. Let's talk about the money from the Clinton Foundation. Where's all that money, Mrs. Clinton? I mean, if you could not stand the scrutiny that Donald Trump has gone through, the FBI gives you a pass because I guess the FBI is lined up with some of your cronies. You've always gotten a pass. But you will never be president. Not in this America. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, coming back with you right after this. Knows politics and so much more. A true connection to real New York on 77 WABC. It's time for a radio royalty with James Golden and America's Princess of Policy, Princess Di. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, she is here. Her Majesty, <laughs> the one, the only, our graciousness. Princess Di. And welcome, Princess Di, to the Friday edition. How are you this afternoon? I am so sorry. I'm sorry. I didn't mean to go on like these rants. I must sound like a crazy person right before you come on to, you know. No, not at all. You're expressing the frustration of the righteous anger that all of us feel. And I so appreciate that you're doing that. I mean, the idea that Hillary Clinton is going to stand up and say that anybody's giving aid and comfort to the Russians after she colluded with them to try to take down President Trump, after she went over there with that stupid reset button, which didn't even work, like a total, made a total jackass of herself. And what the hell is Hillary? What, what is Hillary? I'm, I'm doing it again. I can't help it. What has this woman ever accomplished, Princess Di? What has she accomplished besides getting our diplomats killed over in Benghazi? Well, she brought in a lot of China money that did a lot to change the trajectory of the elite from her reign in the 90s. And that Chinese money came in and is still influencing the decisions that are made at the very top. So I would say that's a great accomplishment on her part for well, corruption and corrupting the entire United States. Oh, well, there you go. All right, I just want to get your take on what we're seeing in in the Ukraine. I have been blown away by the courage, and this is what nationalism really is. It's not this ugly word that that the Democrats use to try to smear those of us who love this country. When you see the national pride that some of these Ukrainians have and and their willingness, it sounds like it's a cliche, but it's not because they're doing it their willingness to put their lives on the line for their country. This is courage, and and, and we're seeing this courage take place in real time. And at least that's my view of part of what's happening in the Ukraine. What, is, what are your thoughts about the uh, what's going on with Russia's invasion of the Ukraine? Well, I agree with you. Those stories are very inspiring. However, caution 
must caution you that we are in the fog of war. And I think that we need to be skeptical of almost everything we're hearing. Not that these brave men did not do what we're hearing that they did, but you have to look at what's going on behind the scenes. And a lot of things are not what they appear. Interestingly enough, we've got no problem with the energy supply chain going with the, uh, the gas pipeline, their purchases in Europe and other countries. A lot of the talk, which is anti-Russian, belies what the actions are on the part of many countries, including our own. Did you know that Russia is now the United States' top source of imported gas? 21% comes from Russia. And the second closest is Canada with 17%. Saudi Arabia, we're only getting 3.7%. So we are talking big and and Biden is putting on these kind of minor sanctions. Ukraine itself is not impressed with the sanctions. They're not really biting. Biden isn't sending any actual military or weapon help. So, you know, what they are saying is not matching what people all around the world are doing. So the you got to remember... The European Union doesn't seem to be doing anything about this. Diana, my take on this is, you know, look, I understand, first of all, it's disgraceful that we've gone from an energy uh, exporter back into a country dependent on foreign energy, and that happened yes. in the space of Joe Biden's presidency. And people... One year. You, one year. That's what Joe Biden did to America. Now, and uh, I, I have to remind you before you continue, Ukraine is the third rail of the deep state. You've got so much money being collected by American elites through Ukraine. Hello, Hunter Biden. Hello, Joe Biden. Hello. Why do you think the impeachment happened over a phone call where, where basically President Trump said, hey, could you look into this corruption? There is much more behind the scenes and below the surface of what's going on between the United States and Ukraine, the United States and Russia, and Russia and Ukraine. We're getting partly the story, but we're not getting the whole story. So I agree. Let's be inspired by these brave soldiers, but also think of propaganda that everyone, including the United States, is throwing at us. That is a hell of a take. And I will uh, take take your words uh, into consideration, and I mean it, because that really does inspire some deep thinking. Uh, I would say, though, that regardless of what is going this is a European problem. If the Russians are indeed, if on the surface, this should be handled by Europe. The United States should not be putting any military personnel in the line of fire for this. This should be handled by the Europeans. Do you agree with that? Well, if it is as, as it appears, I mean, that seems obvious. I don't think there's any hunger amongst the American people to get involved in some long-term dispute that's been going. I have to tell you something. My ancestors come from Kiev, and so my great-grandfather fled Kiev, which was then Russia, because he was being conscripted into the Russian army to go to Finland to 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 build an, a railroad, 
And he took his girlfriend at the time, who they were both teenagers, and ran. And the family story is the bullets were whizzing by their ears and they escaped and they came to America and made ties for a dollar a day. So my family has a personal knowledge of this place was a mess in the 1890s. And it's the same fight that's going on generation upon generation. And all those old resentments are still fueling this. And that never gets reported. It never gets explained. The historical background in the area of what what caused this. And so the United States is looking at, you know, because you have no media explaining historical context of anything, you get a surface explanation, Russia bad, Ukraine good, and then everyone is supposed to. I think that that is the plan on the Democrat side. They are expecting a rally around the flag, you know, improvement in Joe Biden's political fortunes. Well, I saw one article that said this has bolstered Joe Biden. I'm saying, why? How do you figure that? He looks weak and inept, like he's always been, weak and inept. Because historically, 100% of the time when our country fought a battle, the American people have rallied behind it. It's called the rally around the flag effect. And they are expecting that. It's not going to happen. This is going to be the exception to the historical rule because people are not on board with this, you know, going. I mean, people made a decision during the Trump administration, I think, and before that this whole sending our boys and women to fight foreign wars was a, a dead end. It hadn't brought the freedom and, you know, unicorns and flowers that we were promised anywhere. It made things worse. And I think the American people collectively decided that, hey, we need to pull in. We need to concentrate on our borders, our security, our economy. Thank you. And that is, I think, that is unknown by the insiders in Washington who are making these decisions with the expectation that the politics are quite different than they actually are. Well, they'll find out. All right. We, we're we going to put off some of the stories I wanted to talk with you about today until tomorrow, until you join us on our Saturday radio extravaganza. But I do want to ask you about one thing, and that's the second big story today, which is Biden finally, ho-hum, ho-hum, <gasps> nominated the black woman that he promised to nominate <gasps> to the Supreme Court like it's going to make a real big difference. This is one liberal replacing another liberal, and unless liberals right. take over the court, I don't see the big deal. I don't care. It's just like, whatever, another liberal goes to the Supreme Court to replace another liberal. Now, what am I missing? Because usually when I talk to you, I'm missing something. So what am I missing? I agree with you. I think that, you know, know, 100% agree with you. And, you know, the retirement of Justice Breyer was forced on them. I think they're worried that if Breyer retired in his normal time, it would be under a Republican president in, in, you know, come 2024. I think that they were so panicked about it that they forced the retirement and, and they got to keep this as If you look at this as a chess move, they didn't lose any pieces. They only have three, but then, of course, they have the swing voters. <laughs> of John Roberts. Justice, yes. And so you'll have, you know, one and sometimes two will vote with the with the liberal justices. But other than that, you know, on paper, nothing has changed. And, you know, it is historic. I think that is something to be noted. Eh, whatever. But 
I know. Well, it's, it's like so you know, whatever. Just, I'm so tired of this. I made history because I'm the black that did this. I mean, you're not making history. You're a damn liberal just like the other liberals. There's no history being made here. I'm sorry. Okay. Well, I do think you have to note the history and then okay, move on to we the got next a black story, liberal but... who's related to Speaker Paul Ryan yes, on the Supreme Court. To me, that's interesting because he's the one who's basically gone to bat for her along the way of her career because it is a by marriage. Her husband is twin to someone married to somebody in Ryan's family, Paul Ryan. And so anytime she came up for a, a confirmation vote, he always spoke for her. So to me, that is very damning recommendation <laughs> because I don't trust him farther than I can throw him. So that means, you know, she is an establishment leftist and we know what to expect from them. You know, Diana, I can't wait till the day when America gets to the point where somebody black or somebody white or somebody Asian or somebody, whoever you are, can be elected, nominated to something. And all they talk about is whether they're qualified or not, or whether they're not what color they are, what gender they are. That stuff just so wears on me. I'm just so tired of it. I think that is the ideal. We're all yearning for that day. And it is possible. It really is. But, of course, we have to get rid of all of the leftists in power right now. And I don't mean get rid of other than winning elections. That's it. All right. Princess Di, Diana and me, thank you for your words of wisdom. And and I'm especially um, taking what you said to heart, that there is more to this story in Ukraine than we're seeing and and to provide the historical context, I'm going to – I've asked, by the way, if Condi Rice can join us any time right. because she was an expert on this region, and I'd love to hear what she thinks. But I'm going to try to search out someone that understands Ukrainian and Russian history and maybe just do a podcast on that because I'd like to know myself what the history Good is idea. there. Very right. good idea. And tomorrow, can we talk about some of the amazing things that have been said on the left about this issue? I've got a collection of quotes from the Biden administration and NATO and the U.N. that just will knock your socks off. And I'd love to go through those with you. We'll do it tomorrow. All right. Thanks. Princess Di, ladies and gentlemen, this is James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, with you here on WABC. Coming back, your call's coming up. And we do have some New York news, including our safe subways at it again. Don't go away. Right back. Now, here's the soul of excellence. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, on 77 WABC. Marvin Gaye brings us back. Marvelous Marvin. On WABC Talk Radio 77. Ain't that peculiar. Boy, this is early Motown. Yeah, thank you, Marvin. Okay, so um, Archibald, our friend, a friend of the program, this is the guy that calls up and calls me horrible names once in a while. He's been sending me stories all day on this Joe Biden Supreme Court thing. He is really, really ticked. He's like, look, this is so racist. How can he just say no whites allowed? 
yeah, well, okay, Archibald, I hear you, but um, it doesn't matter because nothing changes. I mean, one lib's going to get in another lib's seat, and so she's a black lib and replacing a white guy lib. Get over it. Okay? Now, also, I've been getting some stories about um, what I did talk with Diana, Diana about Princess Di about some of the heroics that are taking place over there. There's a Ukrainian parliament member who's was on TV just saying, hey, I'm going to take up arms. I'm going. Ordinary citizens in the Ukraine are taking up arms. Now, that should be a lesson to those of you on the left who want to see America disarmed, who want to see Americans. Look, one of the reasons that there is not a nation on earth that would be stupid enough to invade us or think they're going to occupy us is because the sheer number of Americans who have weapons and who would use them. You have over, I think the last count was 200 million guns in this country. No, it was over 300 million guns in this country in the hands of private citizens. Now, the ordinary Ukrainian citizens are taking up arms to fend up the Russians. Imagine what would happen if Russia dare sent a few battalions over here and tried to march through our cities. Not that I'm suggesting that I would like it, but it's just a reality. Now, Ukraine is handing out guns to citizens so they can defend their country. Democrats in this country are opening our southern borders, and at the same time, they're trying to take away the guns from American citizens. Hmm. Contrast that. By the way, turning to other news quickly, and yes, we're going to get to your telephone calls. Some of you will be happy to know that after decades and decades of lobbying and decades and decades of raising the subject, the House of Representatives now has come up with H.R. 40. What is H.R. 40? Well, H.R. 40 would create a commission on reparations for black Americans modeled on the process that Japanese Americans went through to receive reparations for being imprisoned in internment camps by Democrat President Franklin Delano Roosevelt. It's been over 30 years. And House Democrats say now they've got the votes to form this commission. Sheila Jackson Lee from Texas is uh, one of the leaders on this one. You know, in a way, I just fantasize of what it would be like the day that somebody comes up to Oprah Winfrey's house and, you know, hey, Oprah, you here? Listen, hun, we got a check for you. Reparations. Here's your reparations check for all your suffering. Or how about this? Hello, Beyonce, are you and Mr. Z home? Yes, Mr. and Mrs. Z. Here, we have a check for you. A few thousand bucks for reparations for, you know, your ancestors. You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Spend it wisely, not in one place. What reparations, what what black Americans should be asking for, in my humble opinion, if you're going to go down this reparations road, get reparations from China, from COVID. We were alive when COVID, well, some of us were alive and are now dead thanks to COVID. And the more we learn about the origins of COVID, you want to get reparations? Let's focus on that. You know, today is an anniversary of sorts. On February 25th, 1964, 22-year-old Cassius Clay shocked the odds makers 
by dethroning Sonny Liston in a seventh-round technical knockout. Now, this was when Muhammad Ali, as he would be called first, came um, to the attention of many in Americans, happened in Miami Beach. Uh, At the time, they were calling him the Louisville Lip. And I just wanted to acknowledge today this is, you know, for the Muhammad Ali fans, this is a day. I met Muhammad Ali once. I was fortunate enough to meet him, and he was just as gracious and wonderful as he could be. What an incredible personality he was. I'm not asking you to agree with everything that he said or everything he did. I'm not. I'm just saying he was just a wonderful guy when I met him. Just, just, just wonderful human being. Just so gracious. Uh, let us turn to the telephones. Judith from Brooklyn, welcome, WABC Talk Radio 77. By the way, everybody, remember, John Katz is up next. Katz at night follows this show, so don't go away. Keep it right here. Judith, what is on your mind this afternoon? Hi, good afternoon, James. First time calling you. I am a caller, but I've never spoken to you. I have listened to you, and you're terrific, so thanks. I'm glad I got you on board. Um, I'm calling because you were, like, talking about Crooked Hillary, so I want to, like, add on, like, four things, if I may. Number sure. one, mm-hmm. uh, James Comey. Remember James Comey? That of little course guy I remember FBI James had? Comey. Mm-hmm. Well, James Comey, the head, used to work for Clinton Foundation before it became FBI, and he made $6 million with them. And guess what? Peter Comey, his brother, he is the tax man who does the taxes for the Clinton Foundation. So, like, you know, all in the family, James and Peter Comey, working with Clinton and making all kinds of stuff behind the scenes. Also, by the way, just going? just just for the record, because people are listening out here. Where's your source material from that? Where did you read that? Where can people find that information if they don't want to Google it? You know what? They're going to have to because I'm trying to. It could have been from another radio show host. This goes back a few years. So. There was so much information in my head, and I do write things down, but I just remember this, like, uh, okay. I remember this vividly. So they could look at Google it, whatever, James Comey and Peter Comey, the two of them, taxes and worked for him before. But anyways, do you remember when the Clintons stole millions of dollars from the people of Haiti? Do you remember that? I one? remember they that they are alleged millions. to have stole millions of dollars from the people of Haiti after a severe earthquake displaced so many people and the Clintons were leading in the relief efforts. And later on, they were accused of, of, of walking away with a lot of that money. That was the allegation. That's what I remember. Yes. And the other thing to add, and I have something else interesting to tell you, James. The other thing was, do you remember Hillary talk about collusion with Russia with her 20% uranium to Russia against America? That was not in our interest. That was in Russia's interest. And uranium is very hard to get, I think, whatever, and that's what she did. So this is who she is. And talk about collusion with Russia. She's right there, top there, in front, and she did it first. But, you know, James, I have to share something with you. And you're talking about guns and whatever, that the Ukrainians have guns, civilians. And I heard this from a woman who was a lobbyist. In, uh, she came from Austria, and she became a lobbyist over here. And I heard this a few years back. You know what she said? She, she asked us, and she said, do you know why Hitler never went into Switzerland? And she why? answered, because every one of them go to the army, and they all have guns. Hmm. That's what she said. Interesting. Thanks, Judith. First time caller to James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurley, and we hope to hear from you again. And it is James Golden here with you on WABC. We're coming back right after this. Don't go away. 
Ronnie and Sid in the morning. Entertaining. The guy's like starting to fight with me. Opinionated. And said this is a manufactured crisis. And always ear opening. These are very relatable and you're very fair. Talk Radio 77 WABC. Welcome to the golden age of radio. James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly, is on 77 WABC. Point of Sisters, bring us back on WABC Talk Radio 77. Now, speaking of make it happen, I did some quick research during the break, and there's a Breitbart story uh, from, let's see, when it was 2016, and Sarah Palin had referenced this uh, a little bit later on, and a review of FBI Director James Comey's professional history and relationships show that the Obama cabinet leader, now under fire for his handling of the investigation of Hillary Clinton, is deeply entrenched in the big money cronyism culture of Washington, D.C., his personal and professional relationships all undisclosed as he announced the Bureau would not prosecute Clinton, reinforced bipartisan concerns that he may have politicized the criminal probe. Now, those concerns, millions of dollars that Comey accepted from a Clinton Foundation defense contractor, that would be Lockheed Martin. Uh, His former membership on a Clinton Foundation corporate partner's board and his surprisingly financial relationship with his brother, Peter Comey, who works at the law firm that does the Clinton Foundation's taxes. So those were some of the links that were discussed by the last call. That's a Breitbart story going back to 2016. Let us go to Mark in Brooklyn. Mark, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snurdly. Oh, I love the name Bo Snardley. I talked to you many years ago when I called into Russia's show. May he rest in peace. Uh, Bo, if uh, Hillary Clinton is not the most corrupt person in politics, she's second only to Joe Biden and his family. It is absolutely ridiculous. She is involved in so much corruption. And the problem is, this is what everybody keeps saying, is the swamp in D.C., has to be cleared out, and you got to go after everybody. And my other thing is, since 2016, 2015, excuse me, when then-candidate Trump came down the escalator, the famous escalator and everything, everything that the media and Democrats have said about President Trump, if all you have to do is insert Joe Biden's name, and that is the truth to it all. There in lies the corruption. There is so much corruption, as you point out. No one has fully, really done an in-depth investigation of the Clinton Foundation and all of the money that they took in, which were tens and tens of millions of dollars. Letitia James is running around with this phony probe on Donald Trump, trying to uh, find the goods on him, trying to persecute uh, a former President Trump and his family. And the Clinton Foundation and all of their suspect activity remains uninvestigated in New York. And you can go on and on with the Clintons and how they were involved in one scandal after another, after another, and never have they been held to account. You're absolutely right. And this goes deeper than the Clintons. 
it does go to so many others in the incestuous Washington, D.C. swamp. Let us go to Joe in Connecticut. Joe, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. What is on your mind this afternoon? Hello, James. I hope I can make two points. First, uh, when the Clintons came into power, into office, the first thing they did was get rid of the 95 U.S. attorneys, and they put in their own uh, comrades in there. And that set up the whole scheme to to control the uh, the <coughs> state of the Justice Department. And uh, the other thing with Biden, second, uh, also, also close to them in corruption, uh, he, didn't he make the point that just a little incursion would be okay with him? Yeah, uh, for, yeah he did. For Russia going into uh, Ukraine? Yeah, he did. He did. He suggested that, you know, look, a little incra- in, in, incursion, eh, not a big deal. Yes, he did. And this is more than a little incursion that we have right now. Let's go to Sam, Long Island. Thanks for the call, Joe. Sam in Long Island. Welcome to WABC Talk Radio 77. You're on with James Golden, a.k.a. Bo Snerdly. Yes, uh, Hillary Rotten, and I want to emphasize that should be her middle name, R-O-T-T-I-N, Clinton, should be executed like the like Enough. The Stop. No, I'm not doing that on this program ever. Thank you for the call. No, we don't go there on this program. Andrea, Long Island, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. Welcome. How are you? James, hi. Uh, good afternoon. I'm, I'm really good. You are an honorable and brilliant man, and it is truly a privilege to listen to your conservative show. Uh, I have some information to share about Chernobyl um, from a woman who was there. I met her about 15 years ago. She's a nurse, was a nurse at my alternative medicine doctor's office in Livingston. She talked about the fact that she was in Russia when the Chernobyl disaster occurred and how disastrous it actually was. Her son had blood coming out of his eyes and nose and extreme headaches. And if you had money, you could get out. They were able to get out. Anyway, moving on. She talked about the fact that uh, all the cattle was contaminated and the Russian government slaughtered the cattle and fed it to the Russian army, which shows complete contempt for their their men. Uh, additionally, she talked about the fact that any vegetables and fruit that was grown that first summer, they were it was huge. A, 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 one tomato could feed 10 people. It was that big. The second year, nothing grew. Um, she also talked about the fact that, um, moving on, uh, yeah, she talked about the cattle. Um, years later, I met someone here in uh, Sparta, New Jersey, whose husband was Russian, and, and, and his brother was also. His brother was in the Army when Chernobyl occurred, and she talked about the fact that her brother-in-law had numerous unusual cases of cancer, and they couldn't figure it out. Like, until today, he has this, these cancerous problems. And I was able to then tell her what had happened about yep, the no- cattle. Yep. Now, Andrew, let me just say this to you. I don't know whether you've had, um, whether seen the HBO special on Chernobyl, because, of course, it's behind the paywall of HBO. But anybody that has seen that documentary will walk away chilled, because it is a very realistic portrayal of the the horrid management of that disaster by Russia. So everything that you're saying here um, that, that the public is not aware of, I don't think it would shock anyone the way that Russians treat their own, the way the communist Russian government treats their own citizens and has treated their own citizens and what they would do if they were granted power 
to expand again into the Soviet Union. Thank you so much for the call. Liz Yonkers, New York. Welcome, Liz. How are you? Hi. I just want to say that I saw you on the 700 Club on February 23rd. You were talking about Rush Limbaugh. Wow. Did you enjoy the show? Well, actually, I missed it, and I watched it online, which you can do, too. You can look up the 700 Club and see your own interview online. Well, Liz, thank you. I appreciate the call. And, yes, I did appear on the 700 Club, and it was uh, it was just a wonderful interview. And I thank them very much for having me and giving me an opportunity to talk about um, the incredible human being that Rush Limbaugh was and some of my memories of him. I have a book. Um, I don't do the self-promotion thing very well, but the book is Rush on the Radio. It has done quite well. If you'd like a copy, you can get it in Amazon. You can go to my website, figure out how to do it, jamesgolden.com. And it's gotten some very good reviews uh, in every place that we've seen it reviewed. It's called Rush on the Radio. Again, it's uh, by All Seasons Press, Rush on the Radio. Thank you so much. Let us go to Sean in Brooklyn. Sean, welcome. WABC Talk Radio 77. First of all, you're great. I like because you keep it real. Thank you. And I want to make a point. I didn't want to talk about Hillary, but I'll, since you were talking about it, I'll make it quick. I had a co-worker worked in Harlem. She actually had a fake apartment in Harlem back in 95 to get the black vote. She never was there. They had a name on the door. Just to let your listeners hear the, the facts. And that was when Clinton did. made the big deal about putting his office up in Harlem. Oh, right? Yes. That's yep. Now, next point, reparations you're talking about. Let's talk about reparations. You know what? The, the girl who got stabbed to death in her own apartment, that garbage family should pay their family. Let's talk about all the Asian people who have been attacked by the black people. Let these black criminals' families pay these Asians. That's reparations. I would love to have that kind of reparation. That's my second point. My third point I wanted to make. <laughs> I want to address that. First of all, I don't want to do that kind of thing by race, because if you start going down that, everybody, look, there's no excuse for the criminality that we have seen. And I have talked about this culture of criminality that has been accepted in some parts of the black community, not all. And the fact that this has to change because it is Horrific. And by the way, there's a story out today that more black young men have been killed by homicide than by the COVID pandemic. So you are right to bring that up, but I don't want to just limit it to that. People that die and are murdered by criminal acts should have some accountability. Those criminals should be held account regardless of what color they are. And these attacks on Asian Americans have to stop. They are senseless, and they need to stop. And it is not only black people that are committing those acts. There are also people that are, that are not black that are committing some of these hate crimes against our Asian brothers and sisters. And it needs to stop. This kind of behavior is senseless. And in this society, we should be more advanced spiritually and morally than to allow these kind of things to keep perpetuating. If you really want to know what ails America and what ails some of our city, it is a lack of fundamental morality that used to be taught in the home, reinforced in the church, 
reinforced in the synagogues, reinforced in the temples, in the places of worship that all of us as a society engaged in. And right now there has been a breakdown of family. There's been a breakdown of morality all across the United States, and it has hit some communities hard. Right now, gangsterism is glorified, both in Hollywood and in some other parts of the medium. And what do you expect people that have no moral compass to do when they're under this kind of media assault that praises this kind of behavior? There is a lot to this, and a lot of it does not involve race. It involves morality. Boy, oh boy, time is sure flying by. We're back tomorrow. Please join us at 8 o'clock in the morning here on WABC Talk Radio 77 for our Saturday morning extravaganza. Remember, John Katz is up next. Katz at night. And we are New York strong. We are Pennsylvania, Connecticut, New Jersey, New York. We are all New York. We live in the greatest land, America, that humanity has ever witnessed. God bless and protect each and every one of you and your families. We'll be back in the morning. Hope you'll be back with us. See you then. 